News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Making Your Home Great. A two-hour uh, experience. You can sit back and get some advice or uh, call in, be a part of the show, give us some ideas, or uh, ask Tim for some ideas. Hi, Tim Ferruzzi right here with us. How you doing, Tim? Doing fine. How are good, you? Good, good. Tim Ferruzzi, of course, is uh, the, the fellow behind Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And I'm Dave Alexander, and I don't know anything about home construction, renovation, and repair. But that's all right, because Tim's going to give you the answers, and I'm going to help you out, you know, just getting you on the radio. Telephone number here is 919-860-9783. If you've got a project that you're considering, whether it's something you're going to get somebody else to do, or it's something that you might just go ahead and take on yourself, We'd love to hear from you between now and 4 o'clock, but now is a great time. Uh, 919-860-9783. How was your week, Tim? Good, good. I'm not in the studio today because I've got a basketball game to go to for my daughter uh, again this year, so I try to participate in uh, that activity and be there to root for her and show her how to play defense and offense. That's a great thing. She's only nine years old, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, Well, defense is almost unknown at nine. They don't, they don't get in each other's way. They let them take the shot. Well, that's well, wonderful. Well, she doesn't. She doesn't? Oh, she gets in her face. Their faces. She gets, she gets there, and she gets the ball and steals the ball, and, and uh, she plays hard defense, and I'm there to root her on. That's excellent. That's excellent. So what kind of projects do you think we should uh, talk about today? Well, I thought we might talk a little bit about um, – Maybe home construction, like uh, how people's houses are constructed. Like, say, for instance, your your outer wall. Yeah. What protects you from uh, the elements outside? So, uh, the walls where your windows are. Yeah. I thought we might get down to some real uh, nuts and bolts about how your walls designed or uh, built, so people kind of know what uh, what to expect if they're trying to hang pictures or cut a hole in the wall or they've got some uh, damage outside that they might be wondering what it's affecting, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Again, got any questions along the entire line? Uh, Tim doesn't deal much with electricity, wisely, uh, and he doesn't doesn't necessarily necessarily do HVAC systems, but at the same time, he can answer questions that give you more advice than than you have right now uh, about those areas and anything else in the house, 919-860-9783. It'll take you from the foundation to the, uh, to through the crawl space and to the, uh, to the roof, obviously. 919-860-9783. Tim, the funniest thing or the weirdest thing to me is when they're building a house in your neighborhood and you see what, what is inside. Because yeah. honestly, I you know I I didn't realize, I I didn't know that they were making houses with this. Uh, what are the what's the uh, three letter combination? This kind of board they put up. Oh, OSB. OSB. Yeah. Uh, are all of our houses made from OSB now? Yeah, mostly. That's that stands for Oriental Strand Board, and it's uh, technically called half inch, but it's really seven sixteenth 
in thickness, and it's an engineered uh, product that just uses scrap uh, material from the um, from the wood uh, making factory or the wood producing factory. So they take all this excess strands, if you will, yeah. uh, left over from the uh, making other things like plywood and and uh, they glue it together. Yeah, and so it's called OSB Oriental Strand Board. Any negative to OSB? I, I know that if you get it wet or if it's wet for a long time, it deteriorates. Yeah, I don't know that there's a lot of negatives to it. It kind of looks negative when you when you just look at it and you think about the process of how it's made. But it's it's engineered. It's pretty strong. Uh, lots of uh, lots of glue in there. It's not something you want to burn in your fireplace because the glues that are in it are are uh, very poisonous and can become airborne and be another um, bioaerosol, if you will, but a kind of a non-bioaerosol. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, as far as building construction, it's pretty good. But, you know, when we build additions, we try, in, in a lot of cases, just to use the, the old traditional plywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll typically go with the thicker product, like 5 eighths instead of... Um, Half inch or seven sixteenths OSB or half, and we'll use half inch plywood as well. Yeah, um, which is a fifteen thirty seconds product is is the kind of the technical size of it. If we want to get into that discussion we had last week about nominal sizes, but um, but yeah, we we try to use plywood in most of our applications. But OSB uh, in general is not bad, and, and on occasion we will use it. Hmm. All right, and then you get the uh, the studs themselves. Well, yeah, you know, uh, so you're you're talking about the wall construction. Sure. So, um, let me back up a little bit on that. Let me yeah. just start from the ground up. So you've got your footing, and and what that is is, and I know most listeners understand uh, most of this or some of this, um, but some of them don't. So when they're building your house or building an addition, they dig. They dig a trench in your yard where the addition is going to be, yeah. uh, and that uh, goes so deep, and it's filled with concrete, and yeah. the, the, that's your footing, and that cures up, and uh, on top of that, which usually that's down in the ground a bit, and um, uh, preferably uh, beyond the, the um, cross line, and there's things like that considered, and down to harder ground beyond the topsoil. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's all continuous, usually, and then they'll put piers, typically, in the field of the room addition. So if you're building a room addition that's 16 by 16, you'll have um, a trench all the way around 16, 16, and 16 on three sides. Mm-hmm. And then you'll put piers in. Uh, so you'll dig uh, holes throughout the field or the open area, and you'll put actual footings down there, too, so you can put in piers. Yeah. And... Um, then you come in and either use block or brick uh, most of the time. And there's other ways to do it, but block or brick or a combination of the two is what is built on top of that. Yeah. And so you've got your steady foundation, kind of like your shoe on your foot. And uh, you work your way up to your, uh, to your knee. And then from the knee up, you're doing your wood construction. Right. So that's where the wood starts, whether that be a foot off the ground or or 20 feet off the ground or beyond, yeah. depending on how much is done with masonry work. And then you've got the um, uh, the, woods, the, the stud wall 
construction getting ready to begin. So typically, uh, you'll put a, a mud sill down, maybe a uh, um, a metal barrier that acts as a termite shield. Mm-hmm. So you put a piece of aluminum down on top of the um, the foundation wall that you just built, and then you'll put a piece of treated wood down that is uh, typically called a mud sill, is what we refer to it as. And and then on top of that, uh, you'll have um, your main band, which is uh, a larger product, something like two inches by. 12 inches or 10 inches or something thereabout. And uh, that's standing uh, tall way up, but long ways. So yeah. if, it's, uh, if it's 10 inches wide by two, then the 10 inches is what's done. And, and it's typically uh, doubled up. Sometimes you'll see it single. Sometimes you'll see it tripled. But most of the time it's doubled up. And a lot of times that doesn't have to be treated because you've got the mud sill and the, the uh, termite shield down. And, um, but I, we use treated whenever we do that. In fact, when we do the whole foundation area, we're always using treated wood, as we've talked about before, just because you're close to the ground and it's kind of enclosed. And so there's not a lot of airflow. So treated wood is really, really the better solution to use in all those applications at the lower level. Yeah. So on top of that, uh, main band, um, is when you begin with your, actual wood, your wall construction. So everything that we've just mentioned is usually in your crawl space area uh, down. So if you're under your house crawling around, that's what you'll see under your house are the things I just mentioned. All right, we're going to other than the footing. All right, we're going to pick up on that. And I've got a couple of questions about uh, footing and, and, and how yep. far they're supposed to go down and, you know, what's the... Yep. Uh, because, uh, honestly, there's been a whole industry that's grown up around... Sagging foundations. Yep. And when an industry grows up, sometimes, you know, to, on a repair, something like this, uh, maybe there's something that a fellow should do uh, when planning out his house to begin with. That's right. Um, so, all right. Tim Ferruzzi with Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Here is our telephone number. Pick his brain about your home construction. Telephone number 919 860 9783, making your home great, and the AccuWeather forecast is next. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. Got a question about uh, your house? 919-860-9783. Tim Ferruzzi is standing by to answer whatever it is you, you know, it's on your mind. Whether you've got a small project or a big one, go ahead and call us, 919-860-9783. Cloudy skies and 49 right now. High expected to 62. For tomorrow, a high only up to 58. Sunshine and some clouds, and the rain is done for the most part. And then for sun, or for Monday, that is sunny and 65. Right now, 49 with a real feel of 47. News Radio 680 WPTF. Tim Ferruzzi and Dave Alexander. And uh, Tim, later on in this hour, Danielle Wallace. From the Leonard James Realty Group, we're going to talk about the idea of what you should do to your home to improve it for a sale. I think that's going to be a good discussion right after the 2.30 news. So, Tim, you, you took us up to a certain level, but I want to go back. They dig these footers. They dig down for the footing. They put the—do they put cement and then blocks down? 
like in other words, the foundation of a home, they've dug this trench. Do they then fill it with cement and then put blocks on top of the cement? Yes. Blocks, you mean like cement blocks? Yeah, cement blocks. Yeah, it it could be done with blocks. Uh, It could be done with brick. It could be done with a combination. And in some, um, some of them are doing uh, uh, concrete where they do a continuous type of foundation that's formed up. And um, so there's various ways to do it, but most commonly around here it is, um, it seems to be block and, and brick. Yeah. I had a question somebody asked off the air and wanted to uh, to know, is there any difference between what we call particle board and what you just called OSB? Yes. Um, particle board is a, a different product. It's usually uh, uh, very, I would put it akin to, to sawdust or something very, very <laughs> tiny yeah. particles of wood yeah. uh, that are glued together. So. Some people call it press board. Some people call it particle board. But um, there, are, there is a difference, and a lot of times you'll see that in a maybe a, in an inside of a home used as the floor underlayment right below uh, your carpet or your vinyl. Mm-hmm. And of course, under that would be a uh, either an OSB or a plywood subfloor. So it's used typically used in an interior application, um, and that's the one that's got the real bad reputation with water getting on it. So yeah. if water gets on it, it'll start to wave and, and bubble and fall apart if it's an extended period of time. All right. I'm pretty sure that when I finished the bonus room, I bought the higher quality stuff. Are they near each other in the store? And is it, you know what I... Because uh, I had a floor or a subfloor, and then I had to put another uh, layer of sheets of material on it. And I knew enough not to buy plywood. I went ahead and had some sort of manufactured product. Um, I, I, and I'm sure I asked for, for, for advice. Uh, but that's what you would put down is the, what, the more expensive stuff, the OSB? Well, um First of all, the advice you get at the lumber store may not always be the correct advice. Um, and the manufacturers put out different products, and it's a buyer beware scenario. You've got to really know uh, what you're buying and investigate because they're always coming out with new products that um, that I'm not overly excited about once I see them yeah. uh, in hand or, or even in the field for a period of time. Uh, there's been lots of failures. They're always trying to reinvent the wheel. Um, so um, to answer your question, you know, you would typically have your subfloor down first. Mm-hmm. That would be what's on top of your your joists that are under your house, which is your skeleton system. Yes, sir. Right below your house is structural. They'll put a subfloor down, which is typically plywood and uh, I guess OSB and applications. We'll, we'll typically use plywood. And uh, then you have a moisture barrier, uh, whether it be tar paper or something of the sort. Uh, and then you put down your underlayment plywood, which most of the time it's either five-eighths or three-quarters inch thick. So it's a little bit thicker than what's, what the subfloor is below that. Yeah. Um, and that'll typically be either a plywood or a particle board. 
or a a higher quality plywood, such as a BC plywood, where BC, what that stands for is you've either got a B side or a C side. Mm-hmm. You, can get, you can get plywood with different sides, like a C side, a D side, an A side. A side would typically be used in cabinetry type work. So yeah. on a floor, you're not going to want to use a C, D product. You're going to want to use more of a, a BC, and you would put the B side up. So yeah. you don't have... Um, holes and knot holes and things like that that you're dealing with when you're walking on your floor. Yep. Your finished product. So, um, again, to answer your question, I don't know if exactly. Now, if you didn't take up the underlayment and you um, came in and just the house was already built and you had to put another layer or something, it was probably a quarter-inch luon or a quarter-inch plywood of sorts that you would put in on top of that underlayment board or plywood or particle board, whatever it is. Yeah. just to kind of encapsulate what's there and have a fresh new surface to start with. So you can put down your new vinyl. Uh, and you'll see that a lot. That's been done the last 25, 30 years in houses that were built, you know, 40, 50 years ago and, and newer, uh, yeah. depending on when you did it. Did that answer your question? It did, kind of, yeah. Thank you. Uh, basically, in the last 30 seconds, I just learned that I overspent on um, uh, and on doing the, uh, I could have just put down some sort of quarter inch product. Instead, well, yeah, I, I, I. What's important is making yeah. sure that what you're putting it on is in good shape. So if yeah. it was falling apart, no, no. for a variety of reasons, you would have had to pull up that underlayment. No, yeah, I, I, uh, you know, something. Buy the good stuff. Buy the good stuff. But ask Tim Feruzzi what the good stuff is, because Tim will tell you. And he just did. Sometimes the advice you get from other people is not, you know, what he would give. Uh, 919-860-9783. Hour two today, we got Lewis Sadler of Sadler Construction talking about those open plans, the kind of uh, kind of homes that you can age within and uh, that uh, you, you can – they've got closets big enough that you could theoretically roll in with a wheelchair or – uh, walk in with a walker, uh, but it's not just that. It's it's stuff for people who are um, e- either in a wheelchair or a walker or handicapped, but also convenience. These are convenient homes um, for people who uh, want to stay in their home for a, for a long time. Uh, it, one of the most impressive things I heard from Lewis is about the uh, the fact that they engineered the outside of the house, the landscaping, so you're not climbing up multiple steps. Yep. Which is genius. I'm. I know it's a simple thing, but to me, I think it's a wonderful. It'd be a wonderful thing if I could get into my house without climbing four or five steps. And it's and things as simple as uh, when you do get in your closet because there's ample room. Yeah. Um, that you can actually reach the stuff that is in there. Yep. Yep. And and one of the things I mean, like the engineered. Well, we'll talk about it in a second hour, but the engineered, uh, the, the way you can get to things in your closets is by pulling the shelf down to you as opposed to the other way around. And I, and I don't understand why it is the third shelf in my house actually exists because we have to send a child up on the countertops to, you know, to reach the highest part. That's where the blender goes. So <laughs> I, I mean, the things you don't need every day. All right, so you took us through the construction all the way to just about, I think you were going to hang some floors on our on our fictional house here. 
so yes, you would uh, you would have your um, your um, your floor system in, and um, then you would um, you would begin with your. Um, sorry, I'm sitting here looking for something as I'm talking to you guys. He's probably paying attention. He's thinking about the game. Doing doing five or six things at one time. That's fine. Um, so at that point, you're going to put down a um, a sill plate, right? And that that is your beginning of your technical wall of what's in your house. Yeah. Um, so if you were inside your house and looking at your baseboards, um, that is that is where we're starting at that point down there at the very bottom. So your baseboards are typically uh, partly fastened to the uh, to the bottom plate of the wall. So that's just a two by four or a two by six, depending on, on how thick the cavity is in your, your exterior walls. Yeah. And um, then we start framing up from there, and that would be either a two-by-four or a two-by-six. Most traditional homes are two-by-four wall cavities, which is what we talked about last week, uh, one-and-a-half inches by three inches, and they uh, there's typically OSB or plywood on the exterior uh, outside wall. Yeah. That's one of the first things. Years ago, they were using different things. So you could use a fiberboard on most of the field wall and then do some plywood on the corners. The ticking um, you hear in your phone, Tim, is the clock. Okay. News people want to do their news. Okay, go ahead. All right, we're going to do that. We're also going to talk to uh, Danielle Wallace from Letter James Realty Group in just a moment. This is Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680 WPTF. Uh, from the News Center at Making Your Home Great, I'm Dave Alexander with sort of a quick construction industry news uh, broadcast. J.C. Penney is getting into home improvement. Believe it or not, J.C. Penney, and I know why, I'll tell you in a minute. Krista Scott has more. The company has started selling products such as bathtubs and power tools online and is expanding its services in some markets with basic bathroom remodels, according to the Dallas Morning News and HardwareRetailing.com. Last year, they started selling kitchen and laundry appliances in 500 stores and later partnering with Train to offer heating, ventilation, and air conditioning systems. I'm Krista Scott with Making Your Home Great. Home flipping big in the triangle, but 5% of all home sales in the region are classified as a flip, according to the Triangle Business Journal and Atom Data Solutions. And if you're planning to do something to your home to get some money out of it for resale, in other words, you're going to invest in your home and it's up for uh, up for sale, Danielle uh, is joining us. Danielle Wallace from Leonard James Realty Group. Danielle, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? Good. You're on with Dave Alexander and Tim Ferruzzi. And uh, we've got a fellow who's called in in the middle, and Mr. Patel in Morrisville. Hang on, I got I got. I want to talk to Danielle about this. I hear that um, renovating your kitchen used to get you a dollar for dollar trade from what you put into it to what you get out. Yeah, you know, actually. Right now, you can expect to recoup 60 to 120% on improvements made in your kitchen. Okay. As long as you don't go overboard, um, you should never make your kitchen fancier than the rest of your home, nor should you outdo the rest of your neighborhood. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Uh, the other thing I heard, Danielle, is that people are kind of expecting that you get a granite countertop or a, whatever is the highest quality countertop. 
Definitely granite countertops will pay back in return. But again, if you're not seeing that your your neighbors who are on the market as well are having granite countertops in their in their homes, that may not be something that you need to do to sell your home. But if everybody else in the neighborhood has it, you definitely need to make that investment. All right. Should I go ahead and paint every wall in the house? <laughs> it depends on how you have it right now. So painting is important. People can't see, unfortunately, past things sometimes. We can we. Some people can use their imagination. Others have a really difficult time doing that. So if you have a red wall or a blue wall, something that's unique to your personality, yeah. you probably want to change it into the neutral colors. Tim Ferruzzi, jump in as as needed here. Because I'll tell you what, Tim's been in a lot of homes, and I know that he's done work for people whose homes are going up on the market. I had a neighbor whose home, no, whose bathroom was a lovely... Yet ironic shade of brown. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a style. She chose that as a style. I didn't like it. Should we all go neutral? Uh, if I don't know if Tim wants to say anything, but definitely neutral. That's what appeals to the majority. So right now you're looking at gray schemes, kind of being the popular schemes, but those are still neutrals. Um, beige, you can't go wrong with that. Okay. All right. Blue bedrooms. Get rid of it. Make it uh, off-white? Yeah, off-white, beige, grays. Um, those are all kind of the trends that we're seeing right now. And none of those colors really turn anybody off. But if there's a certain color that someone doesn't like, especially those reds or oranges, maybe even browns, um, people are looking at those and going, oh, I can't see myself here. I've been putting off the bathroom remodel until I'm <laughs> ready to sell. Because I know, I, you know I'll get better money out of it in other words we're using the bathroom and it's kind of kind of junky um what should i spend on the bathroom well definitely again bathrooms are going to be that place Uh, bathrooms and kitchens sell home so with bathrooms you need to do the neutrals again what's Mm -hmm. important is tile floors so if you can change those out to tile flooring that would be something that adds appeal and adds value to the home um, how about countertops, too? In the bathrooms, granted, it isn't necessarily a bad idea. Again, dependent on your neighborhood and what the comparable homes are going for, maybe marble is a good choice. Tim, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with her. Yeah, okay. All right, so bathroom. So the two places is bathroom and, and kitchen. Kitchens. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, can I do anything to the bedrooms to, to help um, out? You know, what's important for a lot of people is storage space and the size of bedrooms. So where you were talking about paint before, paint colors can really change how a bedroom feels. So if you're putting, if you have red in a bedroom, it can oftentimes make that bedroom feel smaller. But if you have the neutral colors or white on the walls, it can open up that room quite significantly. All right. Any suggestions, Tim? Because I'll tell you what, I've been, uh, I'm thinking of buying one of Lewis Sadler's uh, open uh, planned designs, because uh, I'm getting old. Um, <laughs> which, I mean, I we put down floors at one point, and I never did paint the trim. You know, the end of the trim, the floor mm-hmm. trim. I think I should probably do that before I before <laughs> I do it. But what else, Tim? Well, um, you know, I see a lot of people uh, doing some floor things, but again, as she mentioned, you don't want to do. You don't want to be the the biggest house in the neighborhood or Mm -hmm. the most uh, elegant house in the neighborhood. It doesn't match the rest of the neighborhood. You need to kind of 
stay somewhat in keeping uh, with everyone else if you want your money back. And uh, obviously enjoying it uh, while you're there is important as well. Um, I see so many people doing, as you just mentioned, Dave, uh, doing all these final things right before they leave the house. I guess we all settle for, for living a certain way and instead of having the niceties that we should. And I guess hopefully we move into those houses and, and upgrade. But uh, yeah. we do tend to do a lot of stuff on the houses we're moving out. But obviously, the exterior of the house, is it taken care of? That's really important to people. Is the roof mm-hmm. in good shape? Uh, no one wants to get into a property and, and have to know that they've got to spend, you know, fifteen twenty thousand dollars $20,000 on the exterior right off the bat. And a lot of times your inspection reports will help with that. But the exterior is a very important item as far as uh, keeping costs in check and, and a little bit of stability while the people are just because moving is an expensive option between your down payments and the moving costs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People don't typically want to get in and spend a lot of money on uh, things that they don't have to. Uh, now, if they want to upgrade on remodeling and paint a room to here and do this and do that, um, obviously they will, and those things are fairly inexpensive. Um, but taking out walls can get expensive, and doing a major bathroom and kitchen remodel can get expensive. Those are probably your most expensive items as far as renovations in a house, other than a room addition. All right, guys, how about a deck? Decks definitely are important. I think a lot of people are looking for those covered spaces. Outdoor mm-hmm. spaces are big. So if you can have a covered space or a screened-in porch, say you have a covered space now, uh, screen it in if you can, if that's something that you would um, you could do to add value to your home, because definitely a lot of people love to have those screened-in porches. Tim, can I do that to a deck? Can I screen yes. in, in most cases, a deck? Yeah, yes and no. Um, okay. A lot of people call, a lot of, she's right, a lot of people call, uh, everybody wants a screen porch because of the bugs and the mosquitoes here in North Carolina. Yeah. And uh, you can't just cover a deck and, and just go with it. You, you've got to make sure the structural issues are addressed below the deck, uh, whether it's got, uh, you know, footings and piers, uh, eight by eight things that meet code because the way the inspectors are going to look at this when you put a roof system over an existing deck is, well, all you have to do soon after you've got the roof and the screen porch is the next guy comes along and throws in windows and, and heating and air units and calls it a sunroom and yeah. part of the house. So they mm-hmm. want to make sure that it's built um, for the next potential level, which is finishing it all the way. Excellent. All right. Right. Making sure that they're permitted, too, is very, very important. Yes, of course. Danielle Wallace from Leonard James Realty Group. Danielle, thank you very much. Thank you so much. I appreciate for you for uh, for being here. Uh, how can we contact you if we've got uh, uh, interest in uh, you know hiring you to sell our house? Well, there's a couple of different ways that you can reach out to me. Email is Danny, so D A N I W sells S E L L S right homes at gmail dot com. Or you can call my cell phone. It's 919-268-3910. Yes. And Facebook, of course, I have a page there. So Leonard James Realty Group on Facebook and social media, you can reach out to me that way as well. All right. Thank you very much, Danielle. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. One of my my daughter's names is Danielle. (laughs) Danielle, take care of yourself. I appreciate it. Danny, uh, Danielle's... uh, Email is D-A-N-I-W, sells homes 
and it's a gmail.com um, address. So D-A-N-I-W-Sells-Homes at gmail.com. Mr. Patel from Morrisville, thank you. You're on with Tim Ferruzzi and Dave Alexander at uh, Making Your Home Great. How are you? Yes, how are you, sir? Good. Uh, wonder, yes, sir. I need an answer for, you know, we have to build a new house. Yes. And uh, I want to know about, we want to fix LED light system. How much extra cost we have to pay that? You want an LED light system. Yes. All yes. of the lights LED, is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All 100%. House, you know. What do you think, Tim? Well, you know, um, I I did, uh, I replaced a lot of my uh, fixture, uh, light bulbs in the house with LEDs. And I didn't have to change any fixtures. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that uh, if you have a fluorescent light, that's a different story. So wherever you have fluorescent. But typically, most of the uh, lights in your house should accept a, a typical LED bulb and not have to have any fixtures changed at all. Yeah. That, oh, okay, that, okay, okay. Does that make sense? It's not necessary we have to change. We have to use same one. But we can use LED bulb and everything, huh? Yeah, so you just take out the old incandescent or the fluorescent bulb that you have. If you have those little curly fluorescent bulbs in a, in a regular... Oh, okay. Room. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, just take the bulb out and then put the LED bulb in, and the LED bulb already has its own ballast built into it. So Thanks you should, a lot. You should, thank you very much, sir. Yes, sir. No problem. Mr. Patel, thank you. I appreciate you. Colin, you're listening to Making Your Home Great. Lewis Sadler is in the house, and we're going to hear from him in just a couple of minutes. And also Tim Ferruzzi, Dave Alexander, News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. AccuWeather forecast, partly cloudy and a high today near 62 And then for tomorrow, sunny and uh, some clouds in 58. Right now, 49. Rain is done. Sunny in some parts of the area. News Radio 680 WPTF. Myself, Dave Alexander, along with Tim Ferruzzi. And as he does, every now and then he shows up early. I love that. (laughs) Louis Sadler in the studio. (laughs) Gentlemen, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you today? I'll bet both of you were looking at the fire in downtown Raleigh and concerned because this can happen to any construction site, can it? It can. There's no doubt about it. You've Um, got less security because there's no walls, right? Well, it's not as much from a security standpoint of walls. It's uh, one of the reasons that for insurance, actually, for for contractors, our insurance is higher um, and the real estate agent that you just had on could have told you the same thing. If you have yeah. a vacant home, yeah. the insurance is higher, and the same thing applies to a job site that's under construction because if a fire breaks out, there's nobody there to call 911 right away. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, uh, it may already be engulfed by the time a neighbor or someone else sees it to a point to call the fire department, and you know you, you kind of get a late start on it. And that was kind of, I'm sure, the case there. Yeah, uh, That building of that size, quite a bit of the fire, I'm sure, was inside of it and going strong by the time somebody noticed it and called the fire department. All the lumber is exposed. Correct. Early in the construction right. process. What little bit of fire retardant the drywall does give, that I don't even think that was at that stage yet. So it was just basically a multiple-story stack of kindling sitting there. 
Hmm. All right. How about this? Is there going to be a labor shortage in the construction industry over the next period of weeks and months because of all the work that's going to be done, not only repairing the and replacing the building that burned, but the adjacent structures that were damaged? Unfortunately, we already are in a construction labor shortage and we have been for about the past two years. Really? Yes, sir. So this certainly is not going to help us out any. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I, I agree with Lewis. Uh, we've um, a lot of uh, your uh, typical Americans uh, that mm-hmm. uh, have college degrees and, and ones that don't even um, don't really want to be uh, in the construction field. So most of the construction field is filled with immigrants. Yeah. Yeah. It, and and if you just pick up a newspaper, you know where that subject's going. You know where that subject's going. I saw something out of Charlotte uh, that people are actually dropping off certain government programs, um, going completely underground. Right. Because of the situation in Washington, because of the decision being made in Washington. I'm not taking it in that direction. I'm right. just saying that's if you're in a uh, in a limited uh, supply situation for labor, nothing that's come out of Washington in the last six months is going to improve that. No, but the sad thing is, is that in our, uh, I guess our public schools and 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 just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there is a perception out there that to be in the construction industry is mm-hmm. is uh, is something for a non-educated person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that uh, is is just equates to manual labor. And I can assure you, I'd be I've had this discussion with my boys numerous times. Yeah. Um, to be successful in the construction business, you have to be a good business person. And that requires a little bit of education unless you're just smarter than the average guy. And there are plenty of plumbers, mm-hmm. HVAC contractors, electricians that are very successful mm-hmm. and probably financially more so than someone that went to college four years to get a degree in another field. Now, that's not to say that no. those jobs aren't great too, but there are there are good opportunities for people there in the construction industry, but uh, the folks just don't seem to be gravitating that way. I'm assuming a lot of it's because sometimes it requires you to get dirty. Yeah, we got to get Mike <laughs> Rowe. We got to get Mike Rowe on this program. Yeah, you be, guys are yeah. probably familiar with his. Oh yeah, yeah. his. You know, there, there's two guys who are famous. Uh, one is Mike Rowe, and the other one is the fellow Ratzenberger. I think is his name. Um, who's who's uh, used to be on Cheers, um, you know, talking about blue-collar jobs, they're respectable. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's respectable stuff. I teach during the week, and when I taught at a regular school and had an opportunity to talk to kids who were bilingual, I would, I would I'd sit them down and say, here's the thing. You keep up with that Spanish because there's two kinds of workers in this world. There's fellow swinging a hammer— nine hours a day, and then there's another guy sitting in the pickup truck with a cup of coffee in his hand. And in the future, the fellow in the pickup truck is going to speak English and Spanish. That's right. If he wants to be in the construction industry, he has to. He has to. Yeah. He has to. 
All right. Well, we're going to talk about uh, Lewis Sadler's universal design and ageless construction and Sadler construction and 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 all that. I got a couple of minutes here um, to to pick everybody's brain about uh, what we should do on this radio show, not just this hour, but beyond this. Uh, Tim, what other topics have we not talked about in the last few weeks? You think we should be talking about? Well, you know, there's lots of things. Uh, you know, we take it for granted as as uh, contractors what the uh, average person might know. So we just kind of go right over certain subjects. So I think we maybe getting down to some of the nitty gritty on on how a wall is constructed, how a floor is constructed. Uh, things like the fellow that just called a little while ago that didn't know that you could just put in an LED bulb and and not have to change the fixture out. Mm-hmm. Think just just real basic things I think are very helpful as well as more complicated issues broken down into simple um, venues. Yeah, we got to get more people who, who've got questions. Go ahead. Well, Lewis. thank you. Um, and Tim would, I'm sure, on some of the weeks that I'm not here. Uh, uh, Another some of the good topics that Tim could probably uh, really take care of for for the listeners are uh, comparisons in products. Mm-hmm. I think that's an important thing for the show to be able to tell people because a lot of people do uh, vinyl replacement windows. Well, there are a lot of different types of replacement windows, and then you've got vinyl windows versus wood windows. There, there's you know that's just yeah. one one small area of all the different things that people do to update modify the, modify their home. I think yeah. it may be helpful for the show to really give people an education on the products out there so that they can make some wise decisions. All right, good idea. Yep. Yeah, excellent idea. All right, coming up, we're going to be talking about universal design, building a home so that you can stay in it uh, your entire life. All that coming up with Lewis Sadler and Tim Feruzzi and myself, Dave Alexander, making your home great on WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. This is making your home great. I'm Dave Alexander. Tim Ferruzzi is with us. He is at his kids' basketball game, so he's on the phone. Hi, Tim. Hey, how are you? Good. Lewis Sadler, also here from Sadler Construction. Hey, Lewis. Good afternoon. I'm glad the sun is shining. I can verify it. I just walked in. It is a beautiful day now. Wasn't so much earlier. Uh, We're talking about universal design. We should just define it right out of the gate, Lewis. Okay, so universal design is a term that was coined by NC State mm-hmm. School of Design. All right. And what universal design means as it applies to residential construction and design yeah. is for the a home to be designed and built for the maximum amount of use by the highest amount of people. So it's it's as simple as that. It's it's not a specific thing for a specific person. It's just to create and design a home so that anybody and everybody, regardless of their uh, physical condition, and mm-hmm. this could be mobility, it could be sight and hearing, mm-hmm. that the home works for as many people as can. Whether you have a condition or do not, the home is there to serve you. We've talked about the fact that homes are sometimes, well, they're, they're just fine. They're homes. The, we forget that they're awkward after we've paid a hundred thousand for them, we we give up that. I have a, a part of my home where two um, two uh, doors lock together 
at the door handles. Cabinet doors, they lock together. If they're both open, the two things lock together. It's, just dumb, it's a dumb little thing, but I don't even, I ignore it now. I have a dishwasher that opens into the kitchen, and I can't reach the most logical cabinet to put the dishes in because the door opens too far into the kitchen. You understand what I'm saying? Sure. We give it, we forget about this. People don't realize that your closet doesn't have to be such that you can't get in it and turn around. But that's what a lot of us put up with. Well, a lot of things, as as uh, we have discussed, a lot of it isn't even a situation that it is a walker wheelchair situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, as my wife uh, shares with a lot of our clients, her view of what we do and from a design standpoint, if you've got three foot wide doorways and four foot wide hallways, mm-hmm. it just makes it easier for moving things around your house. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the doors, and I'm sure I'm speaking to a lot of our listeners, and I'm sure uh, Tim does a lot more uh, renovation work than we do, uh, but anybody that goes into, uh, so I'm sure you can attest to this, but anybody that goes into a home that was probably built more than 20, 25 years ago, mm-hmm. a good portion of the doors are what's termed 2-0 doors. That means it's 2 foot 0 inches, 24 inches wide. They'll have those size doors going into a bathroom. Well, most grown men can't even walk straight <laughs> through that without having to turn sideways to get yep. your shoulders through. Some of us don't have sideways, <laughs> so we just deal yeah, with some, it. Some of us are sideways is the same proportion <laughs> as the front ways. That's so right. unfortunately, uh, we're in trouble either way. But yeah, I mean, imagine you would uh, get uh, uh, blow your knee out playing basketball. You're in a walker for a little while. Yeah. How are you getting in that bathroom? And so the designs are just way too uh, uh, limited mm-hmm. uh, for today's lifestyles and 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 our longevity. And and a lot of that stuff really needs to be changed. And that's what we're working on here is to educate people and bring awareness to the fact that. There are options out there, and so if you get ready to do any modification on your home or build a new home, these are ideas that you really want to talk to your designer and builder about. Uh, telephone number 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. Making your home great on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're having me reevaluate things about my own house, and I'm not sure this is good. I have. Well, we're not trying to panic anybody. I just know. It, I, I'm looking at it. This, honestly, we didn't have toddlers when we moved into the house. Okay. But this is, people associate the topic we're talking about with aging. In fact, in my house, you can't properly shower and bathe a little tiny kid because the toilet is too close to the business end of the shower. Right? In other words, you can you you got this big sliding, two sliding doors back and forth, okay? And to get a kid in the shower, you really want to have some elbow room. You want to be able to move the the fixture around. What I see on your website for your bathroom construction, it's all wide open. There's Correct. not a lot of stepping over things. Well, you, you the goal is to take those hazards out of the way. Um, studies tell us that that's where most accidents happen, regardless of age. Mm-hmm. But one of the things you just uh, uh, mentioned in your bathroom, and I, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I don't want to go, I don't want to have you be thinking about other things you have to change. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, 
The sliding doors. Yes. Those are something that people have been putting in bathrooms forever. Yes. Yeah. But if you've got a toddler and you're the mom and you're the dad, whatever the case may be, and you're bathing your toddler. Yeah. How comfortable is it leaning over those tracks? It's not at all. It, not at all. No. Not at all. I mean, you're better off to have a shower curtain than those things. They're just mm-hmm. a hazard. And if you were to be coming out and slip and lose uh, 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 mm-hmm. your, your, your stability, yes. it, falling on those tracks is going to do a whole lot more damage to your leg than if it's just the edge of a tub. No, you're right. And those are things you just try to think about, and and a lot of it is just it's been done that way forever, and people just keep doing it. But you know, I prefer not having the step over to get into the tub or the shower anyway, and right. have those curbless. But if you if you have that, those are things you can do at home yourself to make your home safer. Mm-hmm. Take that out, and put a shower curtain in. It's a lot easier for you to get in and out of, and adjust and touch and 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 reach your kids comfortably mm-hmm. than having you know the the sliding. Uh, doors with that metal track down on the bottom. Or even dogs. Dogs even and dogs. kids, the same idea. Because what we do is we're trying to shower or clean the dog. We open two. We open the two sliding doors to the left. We lean in and the dog goes to the back of the shower. All right, that's fine. We get out. We slide, slide both down. of those things to the right and the dog is right down to the other end. He's got this thing figured out, I believe. <laughs> We've trained him. We've trained him. Yeah, and, and a couple comments, too. Yeah. Um, never tie your pet if you're washing your pet in your bathtub. First of all, that's not a very good thing for your pee trap and your plumbing. You probably stop up your plumbing pretty quick. Yeah. And secondly, never tie your dog to the uh, to the uh, faucet system and, and spout. <laughs> I've seen that on occasion. Uh, not a good idea, especially if you have a very strong dog. Uh, but but Lewis yeah. is right. Eliminating um, shower doors. I, I've met. Two or three people over the last thirty years that have actually gotten severely cut, um, mm-hmm. you know, in that scenario where they've actually slipped and, and and gone through the door or part of the doors come down on them and cut them open. So, mm-hmm. a shower door is a good solution for a small bathroom. The other thing I've, I've seen in the last two or three weeks was actually a um, in a tight bathroom like that is a corner water closet or a toilet that's installed in the corner and it is a toilet specifically made for corners you'll have to special order it you'd have to move your plumbing but it actually if you put it towards the far end down by where the window might be uh, i saw that as a as a very neat solution and that's that's when you can't move walls and do major reconstruction it's a it's an item that that can be done in a renovation there's another option there, Tim, too. I, I don't know if you've seen them. We've put a few of them in, and I'm hopefully in a, in a few months I'm going to have somebody come in and sit in with us as a plumbing specialist. Yeah. Um, but they do make water closets, toilets, yeah. that the tank is in the wall. Now, yeah. these systems are more expensive, um, but it's a lot less expensive than tearing walls out and trying to remodel your whole bathroom if your goal is to just achieve a little more space, floor space. So now what was the tank and the mm-hmm. the seat area, yeah. the tank is in the wall. Now, the great thing about those, especially if uh, you're getting a little older and your back doesn't work like yeah. it used to, yeah. you can adjust the seats to whatever height you want when you mount it and put it in. Mm-hmm. And the underside of it, is open. There's nothing that goes down to the floor. It's mounted to the wall. My wife says they're great if you've got young boys because you just mop underneath it. Yes. 
Yes. So, but there are options out there that you can modify a bathroom just to give it more floor space without having to tear walls out. Right. Without being too specific on this radio show, we could, the three guys here, could talk about <laughs> toilets all day. We could talk about your bathroom and shower and bathroom and you know, fixtures. And, and how come we don't have that fixture in the bathroom? Yeah, I think we need that thing, the stander upper. Anyway, we could talk about it all day, but we're not going to. If you call 919-860-9783 and knock us off this topic, 919-860-9783. Yes, Actually, I do want to talk about the, the shower alternatives and bathtub alternatives uh, in the next couple of minutes. But if anybody has a home repair, remodel, or universal design question, for either Tim Ferruzzi or Lewis Sadler, Go ahead, call 919-860-9783. Making your home great on WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. The AccuWeather forecast, sunshine clouds and 62 as our anticipated high. Overnight low 39, Sunday up to about 58 with some sun, some clouds. And we are looking at a high Monday of 65. You will get some decent warming by Friday of this next week. Otherwise, a little chilly. 55 right now, Real Field 57, News Radio 680 WPTF. Dave Alexander, along with Lewis Sadler. And we're talking about universal design. We're in the bathroom talking about the geography of the bathroom. Uh, and you can talk to us about anywhere else in the house you want to 919-860-9783 so i don't like stepping over the, the uh, sh- into the tub i don't like that at all these things with doors on them the tubs with they really uh, they replace the existing tub is that a good product um they they're better than they used to be. Okay. I try not to step on any well, product's toes here. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I'm not um, as much of a fan of them as I, as I am a curbless shower, okay. but I understand some people just like a tub. Yeah. And they, and they enjoy that, and that's great. And for that, it is the safest product mm-hmm. out there to be able to enter in and out of. But what you have to remember is— when you go to get in that tub, uh-huh. because it is a door, uh-huh. and you close the door, uh-huh. you realize what you're sitting in, an empty tub, and you have to sit there while it fills up with water. Now, yeah. if it's cold, yeah. so think about if you're going to put one of these products in, yeah. heat lamps, something of that nature to make sure that the air in that room is comfortable. Uh, because if you're temperature sensitive <laughs> in any way— it's going to be an unpleasant uh, sit for a few minutes. Now, the the thing where they have improved is the drainage. It used to be you had to sit there for that long period of time too, because when you're done bathing, again, it's it's a door, so you can't open the door till the water's gone. So you had to sit there till it drained up. But they have come up with better drain systems, so the water drains faster. Uh-huh. But the water that comes in is still the same water pressure in your house, so they can't do anything about that. So you still have to sit there for that same period of time. I could have been alive for a thousand years and never would have thought of that. Well, you would have as soon as you bought one and sat in it. I would have sat, you know. <laughs> but but see, we're a workaround kind of family, okay? You know what I would have done? I'd have bought the thing, installed it, said it was the most marvelous product, 
Then I would have filled up the tub and realized. You can't open the door. I can't open the door. Right. I got to leap, leap over this anyway. Yeah, I'm right back to the same situation I had. Actually, you got a worse situation then because those walls are higher because there are smaller tubs usually with a seat in it, so they're made deeper. So it's even taller to crawl over than your average tub. All right. You used a term relating to uh, 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 the shower that doesn't have a step. Correct. What is that? Curbless. Curbless. Right. Most showers uh, will have what is called a curb. So you've got the floor, and then it's a couple of uh, inches built up. The tile goes up and over it, and normally that is where the glass door, the enclosure, is attached. And that curb is there to keep water from coming out of the shower. Yeah. Well, that is done because the shower floor on the inside is built at the exact same height. Yeah. As the floor on the outside. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. what is done on the curbless shower, the curb is removed, and the floor where the shower location is is actually built lower than the rest of the floor. So the curb then is no longer needed. All the water now drains downward into the center. Mm-hmm. And most of those showers are about five foot by five foot is normally the starting point. They get bigger. But five by five is your starting point because that's what is required for turning radius for a wheelchair, five-foot diameter. So that's where we start as our minimum for those. And, uh, you know, so then you've got your curbless shower. You've got nothing to step over, nothing to walk over. and You can, you know, a walker, a wheelchair, whatever the case may be. So you've eliminated any possibility of somebody tripping. Mm -hmm. And it makes the bathroom feel so much bigger and more open. You can have no shower door at all. It's just open, which you can see some on our website there. Yeah. Or you can actually have glass doors and have a door that opens up without a curb as well if you want that. Full-size door. Full-size I mean, door. Three-foot-wide door. It's a beautiful, heavy-duty, not the cheap little piece of plastic on a slider that heavy, I have at my house. Heavy-duty glass. Heavy-duty glass. It's right. a gorgeous, gorgeous thing. Um, and, and yet— I. You, you kind of lost me for a moment, but it's my comprehension, not your explanation of it. If I was in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and I rolled in there, I'm I'm not rolling down like three, four, five inches in a. No. a, 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 a what is it? A very gradual thing. Yeah, you're looking in that five foot uh, perimeter. You're looking at about a quarter inch grade. Okay, so I roll in and I shower and I roll back out. Roll back out. And people who think, I'm never going to need this, don't realize that as you do age, you just run the possibility of twisting an ankle, busting a foot, uh, and, and take it from somebody who has actually been in this situation, having to, to not shower for a while because you can't conceivable way to do do it that's difficult well even as we were discussing before if you get outside of the um the potential benefits of it yeah should you need it most people most of our clients when they come in and we have this discussion with them what do you have in your house today most people will say i have a five or six foot tub and i have a shower that's about three three and a half foot square yeah how many times a year do you use the tub the majority of our clients will say maybe once or twice. Yeah, yeah. How do you like your shower? Hate it. Bang my elbows in it. Can't turn around. <laughs> so then I go, okay, well, would you rather 
stay with this option, yeah. or would you rather do away with the tub and have a five-foot by seven-foot shower that we can put a fold-down seat on for you to yeah. sit and relax if you want, yeah. dual shower heads? They make that decision pretty quick. And so a lot of it is just, uh, again, the aesthetics, a comfort of using it today, and then it's there to serve a purpose down the road should you ever need it. All right. Uh, accessible and barrier-free designs for your home as you buy it. But also, do you do renovations? We do renovations as well. Um, obviously, we we understand that people are living in their homes. Uh, that they're, It's where their kids were raised or mm-hmm. it's uh, where they're raising their kids. It's their neighbors. It's where they want to be. Um, so they don't want to move. Um, so we will do that for them. We'll design We'll, we'll do the design work and we do the renovation. And mm-hmm. all again, all we do, of course, is the accessible or universal design applications. Uh, we do like to try to encourage people, though, that to think about this if they're going to build to actually in- include these things because it is more expensive to renovate than it is to have it done the first time. Right. But, you know, when you're doing renovation, you're paying somebody to tear something out and then you're paying them to put it back. Yeah. When you're doing new construction, you're only paying them to put it there. So it's a lot less expensive if you do it the proper way the first time. But, yes, it, we can modify people's existing homes. And I'm going to give you a little date and a note here for yeah. folks. All right. We're actually uh, – we do the Southern Ideal Home Show every year. Yes. Which is twice a year. So that's April 7th, 8th, and 9th. Uh, our company has a booth there, so if somebody wants to come by and sit down and talk to us, uh, feel free to do so. We have a, uh, a lot of uh, books, uh, pictures, a lot of information there to give to people, including we've got handouts of 25 things you can do to your home yourself if you know how to operate a screwdriver and a hammer My. to make your home a little safer. Uh, and if you can't use one of those, then we'll find somebody to help you out. Tim's going to help me out with the, the screwdriver thing. Okay. He's... Uh... Tim, are you there, there with us? Oh, yeah. I'm oh, here. God bless. Okay. All right. Well, listen, we got another half hour of this radio show. We're talking with Lewis Sadler, talking about US universal design and ageless construction. Of course, Lewis Sadler from Sadler Construction, um, and uh, Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Uh, your questions are welcomed at 919 919- 860-9783. You could theoretically ask us about a bathroom, but I think we've exhausted that topic. We're going to talk about how you can have your kitchen more convenient for you with Lewis Sadler in just a few moments. 919-860-9783. And a little bit of construction industry news coming up in just a moment. You're listening to Making Your Home Great on News Radio 680 WPTF and WPTF.com. All from the uh, newsroom of Making Your Home Great, Dave Alexander behind the anchor desk uh, with your home construction news. Confidence among U.S. home builders is strongest since the most recent housing boom, according to data released Wednesday from National Association of Home Builders and Wells Fargo. Builders said they think President Trump's plan to cut regulations and boost growth has helped them overcome some other 
Economic News. Krista Scott has the details. While the 30-year fixed mortgage rate is at a 10-week high, borrowing costs are still low by historical standards and the economy and labor market continue to grow at a steady pace. The group said developers also were helped by President Trump's decision to rescind an Obama-era environmental rule affecting building permits. I'm Krista Scott for Making Your Home Great. And uh, Tim Ferruzzi and Lewis Sadler with us. Lewis, of course, from um, Sadler Construction. Tim Ferruzzi from uh, Handy Helpers and uh, Highland Residential Roofing. And gentlemen, do you feel confident? I feel more confident uh, today than I did, say, five or six years ago. All right. M- most definitely. Uh, the, the housing market is uh, is picking up. Um, and I think more people are investing in their homes from a renovation standpoint as well. We're seeing more of that also. So, uh, yeah, from the construction industry standpoint, we, we feel a little better. But uh, as builders, we have to go through the same thing that uh, somebody does when they're buying a house from a mortgage if you're doing a spec loan. Yeah. And, man, it, uh, it still takes a long time to get a mortgage loan or a construction loan. The amount of paperwork that the banks are required to fill out to make sure they're not, you know, loaning to their cousin or doing something, you know, uh, uh, not uh, not uh, above board. It, it takes a long time. It takes us about six months just mm-hmm. to get our paperwork all in, and of course by then it's file taxes times again, and mm-hmm. and you got to redo it again. So, uh, I'd like to see some some movement on that so that we. Uh, companies can get the financing they need a little quicker, as well as individuals. What do you uh, think, Tim? Feel confident? Yeah, I feel very confident. I think uh, 2016 was, uh, I mean, it was a better year than it, than it was back in, uh, you know, 9 and 10 and uh, and 8. But, um, you know, it was an off year because of the uh, political uncertainty, I'm, I'm sure. But uh, it was still a good year for us, but it was, it was off. But, 2017 it started off very strong the fourth quarter of 16 was very strong and I think things are going to go well and then going back to your uh, comments about um, uh, immigration and, and workforce issues I think they're going to have to uh, look at that very hardly very hard uh, mm-hmm. because you know we're just just the workforce is, is got us we've got to have the immigrants working because they they want to work, and, and and actually, these guys are making a lot of money. These guys are not low cost workers. They, these guys are making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They know what they can get, and I like what I'd heard uh, yesterday on the news about uh, setting up uh, very serious apprentice programs for uh, blue collar workers. There's uh, a big need in this country, and uh, immigrants and uh, the U.S. citizens mm-hmm. uh, need to be trained. And there's not enough training. I know the community colleges do a pretty good job of it, but we need to get really hardcore like the Germans have with their program. It's been very successful, and we need to bring that into the country, and I think it will add a lot of jobs and uh, and, and bring a lot more security to the people in general. All right, Lewis, you had something about... Uh a well, product. I, well, we had talked about Kerbal Showers a little yeah. while ago, so I wanted to make sure I brought this up. Um, and uh, for folks like Tim or anyone else that's in the construction business or in the healthcare business that mm-hmm. wants to learn more about it, our local Raleigh-Wake County HBA uh, Council, which is CARE, 
Uh, they're doing one on April 13th. That's an education class on curbless showers at the Home Builders Association office. So you do need to call the Raleigh Wake County HBA if you want to attend that. But if somebody that's in the industry wants to learn more about curbless showers, how they're constructed, how you put them together, the do's and don'ts of it, it's a good class to go to. So, All right. Talk to me about the, uh, the way you set up a brand new home to avoid stepping into the home, to avoid those big three, four steps. Because you're not a big fan of uh, ramps, are you? Well, no, not really. As a matter of fact, I was doing a education class at Campbell University to uh, did a, a presentation to their PTs and OT mm-hmm. uh, graduating class, which is a physical therapist and occupational therapist. Yeah, and we were talking about that. One of their biggest challenges when they're working with people in their home is is for them getting them in and out and in and out of bathrooms and and that type of thing. So, yeah. and obviously, getting in the home. Is, is step one. If you yeah. can't, if that can't be accomplished, then you're already done. So we we like sealed crawl spaces, mm-hmm. uh, conditioned crawl spaces, because it does alleviate the mold, mildew, moisture under house possibilities. Mm-hmm. But the other reason I like it is because it, in doing so, you don't have vents, right? Because it's completely sealed. That allows me to manipulate the grating on the outside of the yard, mm-hmm. so that I can have no steps going into a home that looks like it's all in landscaping. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look like a ramp, even though it is a ramp, but it's done with dirt and concrete and looks yeah. natural. Yeah. Same thing for the way we construct our garages. There's a tip on typical house. You've got a area of the the house, the floor system, the living space yeah. that touches the garage. Mm-hmm. You have additional space that's not touching the garage or outside walls. When we do our foundations, we elevate those walls two cinder blocks higher, which is 16 inches. Your floor system normal is going to be 12 to 14 inches so that we can then come through and we do treated bands. That's the outer piece of wood on your floor system. Yeah. Then we do a waterproofing system over that, which then allows us to fill the entire garage up with gravel, Mm -hmm. do the concrete so there are no steps going from the garage into the house. Mm -hmm. So that gives you two stepless entries into the house, and we normally like to have two. Just in case you've got somebody visiting you or somebody in your family that has mobility issues and there's an emergency, we Mm -hmm. want to make sure that the the one exit isn't blocked and you can actually get them out safely. All right. What about the kitchen? Well, kitchens are like bathrooms. They're they're a uh, a, a, uh, – a gathering point for you know for for the for the family, but it's also as a lot with the bathrooms. It's a place a lot of accidents happen. Yeah, and um, there are we're also later months down the road here. We're going to have a guest in that is an expert on appliances, and you wouldn't think that appliances, as it relates to universal design, have a connection, but they do. Mm-hmm. They do within the location that they are that they're put in. Mm-hmm. Most of us probably have a home or have had a home mm-hmm. that the microwave's over top of the stove. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, if you've got a kid in the house and they want to pop some popcorn, guess what they're doing? Climbing up on the stove yes, that are. mom or dad may have just turned the aisle off and they're not aware it's still hot. Yep. So having, and again, this is not an age thing. This is not old. This mm-hmm. is age as in it, yeah. it works for any age. So a lot of designs now have their microwaves built into the islands or into the cabinetry at waist height for an adult but just at the right height for a child to be able to go in and get stuff in and out of. Also, take those cooktops, for instance. Yeah. 
you've got half and half probably as far as in our area of gas and electric that mm-hmm. is used. You want the controls on the front. Yes. Well, there's still a lot of brands that have the controls on all four corners, down the middle, back in the back. So you've got somebody that may be uh, your mother's there helping you cook. She's mm-hmm. a little shorter. She's a little, you know, yeah. reach. And she's reaching over gas to turn it off. And that, you know, obviously is not a safe combination there as well. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of these things as you design and put a kitchen together you really want to think about that is universal design application, but it's also just simple safety uh, uh, aspects of the kitchen mm-hmm. that, to me, are, are common sense. It's it's not rocket science. It's just common sense. But there are still a lot of companies out there that haven't got that far down the road with their appliance designs or people that do kitchen layouts, uh, like in your case, where you know the doors connect and lock and so forth, uh, <laughs> just didn't think through all that stuff. No, they didn't think. All they had to do was put one knob slightly higher. Just slightly higher. I'm going to tell you a quick fix. Yeah, tell me. You change style knobs that you have that don't lock together. Well, this is the other thing. You're you're absolutely right. No, you're absolutely right. Of course, you know, we thought about that. Tim, we're going to put that screwdriver in his hand before the the show's over with. (laughs) Why don't we we buy him a cordless one? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Please, please, cordless. Got to be cordless because I'll electrocute myself. You know, you're near water. Um, I told Tim last week that I once... Broke a thumb, hammering in a nail, and boy was that guy angry yeah. because, because he couldn't work for a week. <laughs> broke it. it was purple, and the poor guy. Okay. All right, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. I love my own jokes. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Questions for Lewis Sadler and Tim Ferruzzi. And Dave Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. News Radio 680 WPTF, and we are making your home great, or at least that's the radio show. Here's the telephone number 919 860 9783. Tim Ferruzzi and Dave Alexander and Lewis Sadler, our guest for this hour. Call them over the next 10 minutes. Get some uh, of your questions answered about universal design and ageless construction. Where are we going hey. in the house now? Hey, Dave. Yeah. I'd like to, to, to make a, a comment. Yes. Um, in, in, the, in the few times that we've had Lewis on the show, uh, I, I've taken him to be a, a professional of what he does, and I would encourage anybody that uh, is planning on building a home or possibly even buying a home, but especially if you're you're, you're trying to uh, design your home on yourself, your your own, and you're hiring an architect or a draftsman, and you're picking out different things out of different magazines and mm-hmm. off the computer that you you seriously consider calling their firm and have them sit down and discuss things, and they can give you ideas and maybe can even do your whole project for you, but I would highly encourage the public to consider using them for, for that. Yeah. Amen. We appreciate that. And, we, and yeah. we actually have done that quite a few times for, for people because they've got someone that's drawing their set of plans, and it's a relative or something that's a builder. 
Yeah. And, and I get it. And so they'll call us up and ask us just to proof their house plan for them yeah. to make re- recommendations to their designer, which we are happy to do. I mean, our, we're here for education. That's why we're here with y'all. We're yeah. here to let people know, and I'm, I'm sure we're all here for the same reason. Mm-hmm. We want to educate people and let them know the do's and don'ts when it comes to that big investment, which is their home. And uh, so we're, we're there to help folks out any way we can, but I appreciate that. And when you go to the web, you could just Google Sadler Construction or go to SadlerConstructionNC.com. Great website, by the way. Thank you very much. It, it does a whole, you know, you, you've got this, uh, uh, I don't know what to go, this whole series of pictures that flash on. You can see the construction in the home from kitchen to bathroom. Well, the, one of the things I'm proudest about the website is the resource page. Mm-hmm. And we've got a resource page there of government agencies and private agencies that can help people out because there are a lot of needs that people have in order to stay in their home that are not construction-related. Mm-hmm. And so we want to try to guide people to uh, to whatever it is that, that they need to be able to help them out. And a fun gallery of pictures. I want to share some information with everybody real quick. So yeah. we talked about the home builders, and I know we talked about the, the, the homes as it relates to age less, but mm-hmm. it is clear that from a society, we are a growing society as it relates to the the category of age. Mm-hmm. So here's some numbers I want to share with folks, just things to think about now. By 2035, one-third of U.S. households are expected to be headed by someone age 65 and older. Mm-hmm. At nearly 50 million total, that number would increase 66% from today. Mm-hmm. So that's 2035 is not that far. Right. Also, 20% of the population expected to age 65 or older grow from 48 million today to 79 million by 2035. Mm-hmm. That also equates to one person in the U.S. turning 65 every eight seconds. That's over 10,000 per day. Yep. So the things that we're sharing with people, these are not things that we're just sharing for the fun of it. We're sharing it because we're all going there. As we were (laughs) just talking off air, my dad's 80 years old here in about another month, and he's still doing great. I was down in Florida fishing with him. I hope to be doing the same. All of us are living longer, but he's had two knee operations, and walking up and down stairs and things of that nature are not easy for him. But he still has the heart to get out and do stuff, and the goal is is to make those homes not a combatant for you, but mm-hmm. something that actually helps you out. I actually know a couple of people who are, you know, 55 and older who've just bought another home. I'll bet your homes, being the type of construction, appeal to people on the resell. They do, because if you're— Forward thinking, yeah, you know, being being a, a progressive thinker in that, you know, preparing for what I may need, yeah, buying what we build mm-hmm. keeps you from having to spend that money in a modification later on. Anybody right. that does this type of thing, uh, these type of uh, uh, changes, modifications to their home or has it built when it's new. You're, uh, you've got to step up on your competition when you get ready to sell that home or should you ever get ready to sell it. And mm-hmm. the reason being is because your home can be used by 100% of the, pub, of the public. Right. Your competition down the road, there's 26% of the, of the general public that has somebody in their family has a mobility issue. That home won't work for them. Right. So you, you add, it actually adds value to the home. 
I'm looking at the landscaping on a house. I hadn't, I don't think I would have picked up on this without this conversation today. There's no step. Yeah, that home actually we had on the parade of homes uh, some years back. And uh, we had real estate agents through the house, and I stood at the front door, and I would talk to people as they left and ask them, how'd you like the house, your thoughts, comments. Most all of them were about the quality of work, the craftsmanship, the color of the paint. Hardly anybody noticed that you could go anywhere in the house you wanted to in the wheelchair, other than the fact it did have an elevator in it. They picked up on that. But I would tell them, did you notice? And it doesn't even have any steps. And most of them would just look down and go, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, no it step. just yeah, it, it it's well, one of those things that you just you you uh, design it as such that it just flows and it doesn't stand out. And the other thing is, people say, well, no, wait a minute. If there's no step, there's got to be a ramp. There's got to be sure there is. The ramp is the entire driveway and front yard. Correct. So you're going up this very. Of course, you're in the car. You don't even notice. Right. Oh, that's neat. That's neat. Love the open, open hallways. Open rooms, love that big closet, right? And you right. know, I, I think that I think that this universal design thing that Lewis is uh, hitting home with uh, is is an evolution. You know, when we look back at our society, a hundred years, two hundred years here in this country, and people were living in log cabins and and very very basic homes, uh, didn't have closet space, and I think as we've evolved as a society. This is going to stay, and this uh, I think it's in a sympathy, mm-hmm. and uh, people should really look at this hard. Well, everything changes, Tim, just like what the gentleman called in earlier about the light bulbs. Yep. Nobody thought about those type of light bulbs 15 years ago. Yep. So uh, uh, all things in construction should change, you mm-hmm. know, as new and better products come out. They, I was listening to the show uh, on the first hour, and as you were saying to him, everything should be evaluated. But you should look into all these new products and, and designs that are out there because there are some great, great things out there to do that are going to—and it, it, they're going to save you money down the road, potentially. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like that light bulb lasts longer, yeah. universal design— eliminates the need for you to have to remodel your house later on to stay in it. So right. that's where you want to look at. Is it a good, sound investment? It may cost me a little bit more of this light bulb versus the other, but long-term, what is it going to do to me financially? Right. Are you using the same quality products as everybody else, or are you upgrading? Are you? Well, we, we typically upgrade, um, yeah. but that doesn't necessarily go hand-in-hand with universal design. Um, you know, the, the design is the design. Uh, but our customers typically, when they come to us and they're looking for that home to work and last them forever, mm-hmm. they want the products that are going to be forever with it. So, for instance, our windows, you know, we still use double-hung windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we don't use vinyl windows typically. Um, and there's pros and cons to both, but that's, that's what we do. In our design standpoint of, of, of homes that are multi-floors, we do stack closets on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Those stack closets are the size of an elevator shaft, and the floors are designed so the floors are removable. So now you have multiple big closets on there, but you don't have to spend the money for the elevator until you need it. When you need it, mm-hmm. you call somebody like myself up or any remodeling, they come out, pop the floor out, all the supports for the elevator, all the wiring, everything's already in place, and the elevator company just pops it in. Oh, that's sneaky. You know, in, in, in uh, Japan, I think they're, uh, some of the homes that are being built, or a lot of homes being built there, the prices of the properties are so expensive that they're 
they're uh, financing them for several generations, and I, I think that I think we're going that way, unfortunately. And and with that in mind, I think that if you could build a home like you're talking about, that's going to last 200 years, and the quality of the product and the design, uh, why not? Yeah, because Tim, you know, you probably see it as well. We're getting a lot more multi generational housing happening. Right. It right. has been very much a Hispanic Asian culture thing, mm-hmm. but we're seeing more and more of it now um, here. You know, in our in our our base U.S. society, mm-hmm. um, the word. Uh, uh, it's normally happening now on the parent end, as in one of our parents has passed away. Right. We don't want to send mom or dad then to an assisted or an assisted facility. Mm-hmm. So the homes are designed with that spare bedroom that's accessible for mom or dad to come move in. So we're seeing more and more of that happening. That's Lewis Sadler, SadlerConstructionNC.com. Hey, you just Google a middle turn up. Lewis Sadler, thank you very much. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Take care, Lewis. Take Tim care. Feruzzi, thank you very much. Tim from Handy Helpers and um, Highland Residential Roofing. I'm Dave Alexander. Making your home great. See you next week.